Hey, y'all. I'm Melanie Red, and I want to welcome you to Ordinary Women, Extraordinary God. We are here to encourage you to laugh without fear of the future. We're so glad you're with us today. I tell you, many days I get prayer requests. I hear from people who would love for us to lift them up in prayer. People ask for us to pray for things like wisdom and hope and peace. They ask for us to pray for their health, their surgeries, their marriages, their jobs, and their families. But more than anything else, I get requests for this one particular thing over and over again. What is it? I'm going to tell you in just a minute. But before I do, I want to set the stage. This year, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about how to share and show the love of Christ with those that don't know him and with our family and close friends. Recently, I shared a podcast that I'll link in the show notes about the need some of us have or may have to go back to kindergarten and remember how to get along with other people. Truly, I think it'd be great for us to focus this year on how we can improve our relationships. If you were to read in 1 Corinthians 13, a passage that is often read at weddings, we're told that there's some amazing qualities like faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these qualities is love. John 13, 35 tells us, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Pastor Adrian Rogers put it this way, If you would measure your love for the Father, you must measure your love for your brother or sister. Real love is utterly unselfish. Real love goes against our natural inclinations, and real love is absolutely impossible without God's help. Jesus was asked in Mark 12 about what was the greatest commandment in the Bible, and this is what he said. The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only God, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So basically, it's love God and love others as we love ourselves. These are the two greatest commandments in the whole Bible. But what does love really look like? What is love, and how do we share it with others? There's a list given in 1 Corinthians 13. It's a long list of the ways we can show love to other people. And the very first trait on the list is this, love is patient. Other translations tell us love is long-suffering or love suffers long. Now, remember that most requested prayer request? This is what people always ask me to pray for them. They'll say, Melanie, please pray that I'll be more patient with my kids or my grandkids or my husband or my boss or my friends. Please ask God to give me more patience. All the time I get this request for more patience. And so I was thinking about what is patience really? Now, I don't do this very often, but I did get out all of my books, all my reference books and commentaries and Greek reference books from seminary, and I looked up the word. The Bible word for patience in this particular passage is a long word, but I want to read it to you because it kind of sounds like an English word. The word is macrothomeo. When I read this, I thought, omeo, omeo. Bible patience involves this incredible understanding that we have to have toward other people and things and circumstances. To be biblically patient is to be long-spirited and to patiently endure. I don't know about you, but this is a tough one for me. To be biblically patient is to be calm, forgiving, gentle, and quiet. The opposite of patience are things like haste and hurry and agitation and being loud. <laughs> so I have a couple of questions for you today, and I have to ask these to myself as well. 
Is your love patient? Are you a patient person? I will tell you in all honesty, I often am not a very patient person. I want to be, but this is one that I really have to work on. And in a minute, I'm going to give you a quiz to take to see how patient you really are. And then I'm going to share with you five quick tips on how you can add more patience to your life starting today. But before I do, I have something to tell you about. Our friends at Love Worth Finding make this podcast possible, and it's our joy to be part of the Love Worth Finding family. Love Worth Finding is supported by generous gifts from people who are blessed by this ministry. And this month, we're offering The Passion of Christ and the Purpose of Life book. I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can discover more about this resource. It's a wonderful book from Pastor Adrian Rogers where he explains that because of Christ's death, we can begin to enjoy abundant life right now. This book is a powerful message of hope, and we would love for you to take advantage of this offer. So this book is available to you for a gift of any amount. You'll find the link in the show notes, and I encourage you to go over there and just look at it and see if this isn't something you'd like to add to your libraries. Now let's get back to that patience quiz. I know you're in a hurry for this one. (laughs) How patient are you? Now listen, I'm going to give a special note here because all of us are patient when we're sitting in our pajamas in our favorite chair, sipping a cup of coffee or tea. We all have moments where we feel very patient. I do. However, when the heat is turned up and the pressure comes, that's where we discover how much patience we have. So I'm going to give you five questions to consider to see how patient you are in this little quiz. Here's quiz question number one. Now, this may meddle just a little, so get ready. When you're driving in heavy traffic and someone cuts you off or slams their brakes in front of you or turns without a turn signal (laughs) or drives you crazy with the way they're driving or takes your parking space, how do you respond? Do you get mad, make a gesture, yell at them in anger? Listen, some of the nicest people that I know turn into absolute crazy people behind the wheel of a car. Love is patient even when you're driving your car. Plus, your family and your children and your grandchildren are paying attention. They're watching how you drive and how you respond while you're driving. That's an ouch for me. All right, that's quiz question one. Here's number two. When you have to wait in a long line, do you get really aggravated? When you have to get in a long line at the checkout at the grocery, when you're renewing your car tags or getting your license, at Chick-fil-A, at the doctor's office, Or my friend Laura says, when you're at Disneyland, (laughs) we all have to wait in line. It's part of life. The question is, how well do you and I wait in line? Quiz question three. When your children or your grandchildren or your friend's children or your aging parents really get on your nerves, how do you respond? They're just too noisy or too much or too demanding. You never get them in and alone. You just sat down for the first time today. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you've been pushed past your limits with your people, how do you respond? Is your love patient? How are you doing so far on the quiz? I know I've got a few to work on. Here's question number four. When your spouse or someone close to you disappoints you or doesn't follow through or doesn't do what they said they would do, how do you respond? Is your love patient? Sometimes it's easiest to be the most impatient with our very closest people. And then quiz question number five, when God doesn't answer your prayers, when and how you'd like for him to answer them, how do you respond? Are you patient with God? 
Or do you pull away in hurt, anger, pouting? Are you mad at God for being so seemingly slow? That's it for the quiz. I could go on and ask more about how you respond to your coworkers or your bosses or neighbors or your pastor or maybe church leaders. I just wanted to get us thinking about how we react and how we respond. Think of it this way. Years ago, I heard Pastor Adrian Rogers sharing this illustration at church. He said that if you were to hold up a squeezable ketchup bottle and squeeze real hard, ketchup ought to come out. Then he said if you were to hold up a mustard bottle and squeeze it, mustard ought to come out. Then he asked this question, what comes out of you when you are squeezed? As Christians, what ought to come out of us is love, and love is patient. This challenges me greatly. Perhaps it challenges you, too. So before we finish today, I'd like to give you five tips for how you can add a little more patience to your world. You can start doing these things today, and I'll actually put these in a little printable and put them on the website and the blog post, and you can go over and copy those, print those out, and put these up if you need just a little help with your patience today. These are some simple things you can do to add a little more patience to your life, to give you a little more room to respond in grace and love. So here's the first one. Ask God to give you more grace and calm in dealing with other people. Honestly, I never pray for patience. I pray for grace and calm. (laughs) Invite God to calm your heart. Invite him to slow your roll. Invite him to add more margin to your life. I like to think of it like I do with margins when you're doing a paper and you add a little extra margin to each side or the top or bottom. When you're doing artwork, sometimes you add in margin to make something stand out. Even on counter space in your kitchen, sometimes I have to move things around so I give myself more room to cook and to move in the kitchen. Ask God to give you a little more margin and grace and space in all areas of your life. Here's a second tip. Pray for those that drive you the most crazy, really. (laughs) Sounds like the opposite of what you'd want to do, but every single time that person that bothers you comes to mind or does something that irritates you, pray for them. Listen, it may not change them, but it will change you, and it'll change your attitude toward them. Here's a third thing. Practice taking more deep breaths and learning to quietly walk away as needed, really. Rather than react, take a time out and calm yourself down. Go take a walk if you can. Sit outside for a few minutes. Head to the ladies' room. Take some deep breaths, and it will help you to be more patient and not to react, but to respond with love. Here's a fourth thing. Put this question on the forefront of your mind so that when you're dealing with people that irritate you, you can consider this. Here's the question. If the roles were reversed, How would I want this person to respond to me? Perhaps there's something you don't know. Maybe they're hurting or they're ill or they didn't sleep well last night. Maybe someone has broken their heart. If you were in their shoes, how would you want them to treat you? Listen, we all desperately want and need patience. We want people to give grace to us and show us love. All of us love that, but sometimes it's hard to give it to other people. Pastor Adrian Rogers once said this. He said, give to others what you need. And so I often think, how would I want them to respond to me? That will give you more patience if you'll think of that question. Now, listen, I'm not saying to excuse bad behavior, but we can learn to speak calmer and speak the truth in love and speak without overreacting. 
Here's the final tip. Leave early and arrive earlier. My friend Janelle gave me this tip. She said this, If I'm early everywhere, I never get in a rush. I have so much more peace in my life just by leaving a little earlier and arriving a little earlier. I've started doing this, and it is calming. I can't always do it, but if you will allow yourself a few extra minutes, all the time you can give yourself around your meetings, your calls, your appointments, your carpools, you will be more patient because it will take the rush out. You won't have to speed. You won't have to catch up. You won't have to hurry. You'll be able to a little bit more calmly go to the next thing. And that's the end of the tips. But maybe you're wondering, why do all this? Why do we want to seek love and seek love with patience? We do this because this is what God does with us. God is extremely patient and long-suffering with us. He is so patient with me. And we want to show patience in our love because God shows patience to us. So let's go back to the beginning of the podcast, the greatest prayer request that I get, praying for people to have patience. I have a better idea. And I often share this when people ask. I'll say, well, I can pray for that, but I really would rather suggest this to you. So rather than praying for patience, Can I suggest that you and I try this instead? Here's the idea. Press in close to Jesus and ask him to make you more like him. Spend time with him. Get in the word, pray, get around other Christians, and you will become a more loving person. According to the Life Application Bible about this very passage from 1 Corinthians 13, I found this quote. I thought it was so good. They said, the more we become like Christ, the more love we will show to others. So that's my prayer for us today, that we'll become more like Christ. And as we become more like him, we will love other people more. It's pretty simple. We love God and we love others as we love ourselves. It's not complicated, but it sure can be challenging. And my prayer for you and for me today is that we will ask God to add a little more patience to our love for other people. As we go, can I ask three quick favors? First, Could you leave us a review? We need some reviews this year. These are so important to the growth of this podcast ministry. And if you'll leave a review and send me a picture or a screenshot of that review, I'm going to send you a free gift in the mail. It's going to be a lot of fun. So shoot me those those images and show me that you left a review, and I'd love to send you a free gift. Second, could I ask you to share about this ministry? Tell somebody. If you've been encouraged or you know someone that could benefit from listening, just shoot them the link. Let them know about this ministry. Send them a text with this podcast in it and just say, hey, I think this might encourage you today. People tell me they do this all the time, and we are so encouraged and blessed when you share this ministry. So thank you for sharing. And finally, would you talk to us? Send us an email, a comment, a direct message. We would love to hear your ideas, your prayer requests, what's going on with you. We'd love to hear from you. And so send us a note and let us know how you're doing today. And listen, as we go, can I remind you, Remember this, we are ordinary women pursuing an extraordinary God who dearly loves us. In Him, you and I can face the future without fear and with a little more patience as we press in close to Jesus and get to know Him better.